Two words. But God. But God. My health may fail, my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives, but God. Jesus looked at them intently and said, humanly speaking, what you're talking about is impossible, but with God, okay, three words. But with God, everything is possible. May we make that exchange today. Father, I pray that whatever we are facing, that it would follow with but God. I pray you bring healing uh, today, uh, physically, spiritually, emotionally. God, that you would overwhelm us with the promise that you love us and that you redeem whatever you allow. If we will end our sentence with but God. God, may that be the case today. May everyone online and everyone who uh, is here today uh, in person, God, I, I pray that we would end all of our, whatever we face with this week with, but God. Praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, good morning. It's good to see you. You may be seated. Those of you that are uh, here in person, uh, as you know, as see from the uh, front in the back of the seat, uh, there's a prayer request connection card. If you have prayer requests that you would like for us to uh, send to the prayer team, and those of you online, uh, you have the ability to click on uh, a spot there and, and put in prayer requests, and we take those prayer requests seriously. Uh, so all summer long, we have been talking about good news found in John, in the book of John, and it is even better today. We've got great news, and it's found in John chapter 6. I'll let you start looking for it. Let me speak to those online for just a moment. Uh, thanks for checking in with us this morning. Pray that God speaks to you. Uh, what you're going to need, a piece of paper and a pen uh, in about Oh, probably eight minutes. And so I want to give you a heads up. Everyone here has that uh, pen and paper on your seat. Uh, but those online, you'll need to be sure and have that handy. It will matter for what we're doing. So I am pumped about this morning's message. And it's one of those that is a game changer. It really is. But the, the problem with the passage we're looking at, it is a familiar passage and so, problem with familiarity, it breeds contempt sometimes. Or you go, oh yeah, I've read that. And so, I want us just to pray for just a moment. And I want you to pray specifically. I want you to pray specifically that God would help you to embrace this passage for the first time again. And that you would enter into it and allow God to speak to you. Uh, because what we have to say continues what we've been singing about and talking about, about the power of God and what he wants to do in your life. So take a moment, spend just a moment in praying and asking God to speak to you so clearly and clearly through a very familiar passage. Father, I pray that you would fight against the evil one who does not want us to embrace the truths of John chapter 6. And I pray for those of us who have read this numerous times that we would read it with fresh eyes and a fresh heart and a willingness 
to apply what is brought before us. God, I pray that the Holy Spirit would convict all of us today. And for those who are not yet followers of Jesus, God, may today be the day that they would invite you to be the leader of their lives. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're in John chapter 6. And I want you to, let me give you the setup of the background of what's going on. Uh, what has just happened is that Jesus has just fed 5,000 men. Many of you know that he, back at that time in the writings, they would just refer to the men. And there are families in there. We know that uh, there's a child who brings five loaves and two fish. So children are there. We know moms are there. We know females are there. We know that this is more than just 5,000 people. And Jesus, I want you to imagine that you are there among the 5,000 or the 10,000 or however many were there, more than 5,000. Just imagine being there. And there's a little boy who brings five loaves of two fish. And Jesus takes what is insufficient and he thanks God for it and then starts passing out the fish and chips and it is amazing what happens. They have more than enough. I imagine thinking, this is incredible. This is amazing what this man can do, the power of God. And here is the takeaway for this passage. Then we'll jump into our verse for the day. Don't let your, don't let your lack of resources limit what God can do. Don't let... The lack of your resources, whatever you are embracing right now, whatever it is, don't let that lack of resources limit what God can do. Or another way to put it is, my lack of resources does not limit what God can do. Okay. John 6, verse 15. When Jesus saw that they were ready to force him to be their king, he slipped away into the hills by himself. So some well-meaning people wanted to turn it political. Imagine that. Oh. But Jesus says, my kingdom is not about politics, and I've got a bigger, better plan than politics. And so here's what happens. He sneaks off and doesn't allow them to put him in, uh, into the fray of the political system. John 6, verse 16, that evening the disciples went down to the shore to wait for him. But as darkness fell, Jesus still hadn't come back. So they got into the boat and they headed across the lake toward Capernaum because this was the plan. Soon a gale swept down, from, uh, swept down upon them and the sea grew very rough. They had rowed three or four miles when suddenly they saw Jesus walking on the water toward the boat. They were terrified, but he called out to them, don't be afraid, I am here. Then they were eager to let him in the boat, and immediately they arrived at their destination. A couple questions here, rhetorical. Did Jesus know that a storm was coming? Absolutely. So the next question, of course, since then, then why did he deliberately send them or allow a storm to happen to them? If Jesus is all-knowing, and he is, and he's quite capable, and he just got through feeding more than 5,000 people, why did he allow them to enter into a storm that was overwhelming? Here we go. The feeding of the 5,000 was the lesson, but the storm 
was the examination or the application after the lesson. Whether he caused the storm, whether it was a natural event, regardless, he allowed it. And the beauty is that he redeems what he allows when we invite Jesus into the process. He is enough. Or what you're going to hear from here on out, and we're going to play this together. I'm going to ask you to join with me in a phrase, and it goes like this. You are enough. And when I ask you to join me, I want you to look up. I know God is all around us. But I want you to look up, and I just want you to say with confidence and with conviction, you are enough. Will you try it? One, two, three. You are enough. In your chair was a piece of paper. I'd like for you to take that out, and there's a pen as well. I'll give you a moment to write down the following. What storms are you presently experiencing? What storm do you feel overwhelmed with? Where is your boat taking in water, so to speak? Where do you feel out of control, fill in the blank? Where are you drowning? I'll give you a moment to fill that out. Maybe about 20 more seconds. If you need more paper, raise your hand. (laughs) I want you to put this in your hand and I want you to hang on to it throughout the rest of the message. Because Jesus has something to say to you. And by the end of this service, if not already, you're going to be ready to say, you are enough. I love verse 20, and I love the sense of humor of John. So here they are, they're four, four miles out, and they're taking in water, and it is a bad situation. It is a a horrible situation. It may be a situation like what you have written down, and you feel out of control and wonder what's going to happen. And then verse 20 happens, he says, Then he called out to them, Don't be afraid, I am here. And here's the funny part to me. They were eager to let him in the boat. (laughs) I mean, okay, come on. Think about this. You've just seen 5,000 plus people fed with five loaves and two fish. That is overwhelming enough. And you get to travel with the man who's able to do that. And then you're about to go under again, and he's walking on your problem. Yeah, I'd be eager for him to come into my boat. They were eager. They didn't. And and here's what I want you to know. They were still in the midst of the storm when he calls, don't be afraid. Don't miss that. They were still in the midst of their problem when he says, don't be afraid. His presence is what brings peace. It's not the lack of problems. It's allowing God into the boat. And Jesus used some amazing terminology. He uses the very name of God. It reflects the Old Testament covenant name of God, Yahweh. Don't be afraid. I am enough. I am. I am. I am. Say it with me, will you? You are enough. 
Now, don't miss this. As we look at it, they were, once they were willing to receive Jesus into the boat, he dealt with their problem. He dealt with what they first needed was peace, that he was with them, and that's what we need. And then he said, yeah, I'll also take care of your problem. And they get done, and they're immediately where they were supposed to be. I love what Tony Evans says. He says, when believers recognize and respond to the presence of Jesus in the midst of their struggles, they invite the supernatural into their negative circumstances. Say it with me, will you? You are enough. Invite him into your circumstance. Invite him into what is sucking the joy out of your life. Because he's enough. Verse 21, then they were eager to let him in the boat. Our soul rest is not based on the absence of trouble or chaos. Our soul is based upon the presence of God and us of recognizing his greatness. When we trust our challenges to our Lord, our problem becomes his pathway, so to speak. Wow. That what you have written down, think about this, what you have written down, it has the potential of being God's pathway for what he wants to do. It's not an obstacle to him. Let me drive home the point. There's an old saying, and it's true, and it goes like this. Sometimes God calms the storm, and sometimes he lets the storm rage, and he calms his child. Say it with me. You are enough. Let me keep driving home the point if you haven't already gotten it. Max Clato notes, you're stronger than you think because God is nearer than you know. I am. It's present tense. It's always present tense. That the creator of the universe, the one who fed over 5,000 people with, with just five loaves and two fish, the one who walks on what takes us under the one who takes our problems and it becomes his pathway or our problems become the canvas by which he paints a beautiful portrait. But we've got to be willing to invite him into this. Say it with me again. You are enough. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. In other words, I am. The Lord is my I am. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. I love this verse because it's a verse that says it's good to take a nap. He makes me lie down in green pastures. And notice it's green. And he leads me. He doesn't push me. He doesn't conjole me. He just leads me beside still waters. And what does he do? Does he take away the problem? He restores the soul because that's what we need. His restoration of the soul. Okay. 
Let me drive home the point once again. Jesus could have gotten on the boat before it left the shore, but then they would have missed his overwhelming power over all the chaos. And my, my temptation is, is to always pray, God, just make it stop. And in sermon prep meeting, we were talking, and, and the phrase was, instead of God, make it stop, make, it, make something good out of it. Bring something out of it. That God would, whether he's caused the storm or it's a part of life, Events because we live on this side of eternity, or whether in my case I've caused the storm, God still says, I'm enough. I'm enough. And He wants to invite us into that kind of life. And He wants to do a work in us so that it builds our trust in Him. But remember, He said, Do not fear, for I am with you. And this was long before He stopped the problem. Because we need his presence. We may feel crushed by the fear of real circumstances, but Jesus is enough. Jesus is above our circumstances. Jesus moves through our chaos. He walks on our chaos. Because in light of everything, his never-ending resources and power is, is available to us. That's what our soul rests upon, is his presence and his power. And so we're inviting you to say you are enough. I want to introduce you to uh, a term, many of you might have known it, uh, but this will fit well for us. In Genesis 22, Abraham has been challenged to offer that which was most precious to him, his son. It's a disturbing story, but it has an amazing end. And right before he's to take the life of his son, God provides. He provides this animal, this amazing animal, so that the animal can become the sacrifice. And Abraham breathes a sigh of relief for sure. But it says, Abraham named the place Jehovah-Jireh. Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord will provide. Jehovah Jireh. And it says, and to this day, people still use that name as a proverb. On the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. And we're saying we still want that to be the case, that God provides, that he is enough. Say it with me. You are enough. That's what we want you to understand. So they get to where they're going and... Jesus then has something to say in verse 33. And Jesus said, The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, Give us that bread every day. And Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But you haven't believed in me even though you have seen me. Verse 51 Jesus said, I am the living bread that came down out of heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever. Jesus is calling himself the living bread. He is enough. Say it with me. You are enough. 
what we want to do this morning is we want you to exchange your storm, exchange your problem for the presence of God. Now, when you order something on Amazon, none of you have ever done that, but I hear about some people doing that. It requires you make a payment up front. You pay, they deliver. You pay, they deliver. And Jesus is offering us peace, but we got to pay something up front. And it is an exchange that we would take that which we have written down and we would say, you are enough. And we lay that down and we invite Jesus into the boat. Now, one of my favorite verses is Mark 9, 24. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Because I look at what I've written on here, and it's overwhelming for me. But this call of God is enough is to say, if he can feed 5,000 plus, if he can walk on problems, oh, yeah, if he can be raised from the dead... He's probably enough. So here's what we want you to do. I want you to take what you have. And I want you to sit for a moment. And I just want you to take in the lyrics and the melody of this next song. And I want you to wrestle with, is he enough? Do you believe he's enough? Do you believe he's enough? And then after you've had a moment... To, to think about it and let me take the lead on this I'm going to force a little bit of tension here and when I come up and move to one of those four tables there's two over here one in the wing and one up front same thing here and in the wing we've got a basket and it is a basket for you to lay down whatever is in your issue on your paper and then pick up a card that says Jehovah Jireh you are enough. And on the back are more passages just to read, just to remind you throughout this week, remind you that God is enough. And those of you online, as you, as you move towards uh, this time, uh, when you see me move, that's a chance for you to tear up that paper. And under resources online, under our uh, Sunday morning resources, uh, we have a PDF of this. For those of you online, you can copy it. Or you can let us give, give us your address, and we'd be happy to mail uh, a hard copy to you as well. We don't want anybody to miss out on this. He's enough. Will you say it with me one more time? You are enough.